Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Hello there, you are listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today we are taking a different tack. Our guest is not the typical CEO, educational leader, or expert in manufacturing trends we normally have on the show. However, her in-the-trenches viewpoints are just as salient and telling as to the status of manufacturing in his workforce today. Hillary Johnson is sales engineer at Fabersonic, a company that provides 3D metal printing services and a wide range of metals through a patented ultrasonic additive manufacturing process. How she got to this position was anything but a direct route. She earned a master's degree in marketing and then floundered in the job market. However, she became immensely employable after she pursued an associate's degree in a manufacturing program at Columbus State Community College. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Take us back to the situation you found yourself about a decade ago at the beginning of the Great Recession. Uh, you received your bachelor's in business administration and an MBA in marketing at uh, University of Toledo. Mm -hmm. What happened when you started looking for a job? Well, I, I think it, it started when I was finishing up my master's degree. Um, I was having I was looking for jobs in the Toledo area and was having a very hard time, so I went to the Career Service Center. And I asked them, I said, what can I do? I'm not, you know, nobody's calling me back. Nobody's contacting me. I've been sending out all these resumes. What am I doing wrong? And the Career Service Center said, well, take your master's off your resume. You've got too much education. And a degree I still hadn't even paid for. So it kind of started there and um, uh, just took it off, um, you know, kind of bite your pride and uh, removed it and started looking and still had a really hard time. The Toledo um, area of Ohio was hit very hard um, by the recession just because of the trickle-down effect from the big three in Detroit. And so uh, I I continued to work side jobs, started up my own um, kind of consulting side business uh, and grabbed little jobs here and there and then worked for a florist or worked for whatever I could find. And then... Um, I decided to move to Columbus in 2008 for jobs. With two degrees, mm -hmm. you decided to add an, another degree sure. in mechanical engineering technology after your father mentioned that you may <laughs> want to pursue that. So uh, you actually listened to your father in this case, right? <laughs> um, he would have he loved if I were an engineer right out of high school, but um, timing just wasn't right for me. Um, I needed to have some life lessons first. And yeah, he said uh, he's also an engineer, and uh, my sister's an engineer. My mom is a high school math teacher. So uh, it was probably ingrained in me from day one. I just didn't realize. And he said, you know, you're really good visually because I have a you know an artistic background as well. And um, I can think with both sides of my brain, analytically and creatively. And he said, you would be really good at this. I think you should go back to school for this. And they were willing to help me out. And um, I... Uh, uh, so, yeah, so with his suggestion and ingrained in my blood, I decided that uh, I'd go back and try a two-year degree just to see if I liked it. What was the thought process you had digging into the details that made you realize that this might be the right track for you? A combination of things. Um, probably first and foremost is... Uh, Having a creative background, like a marketing or a business background, it's very hard to um, communicate with somebody who's very technical, um, very analytical, like an engineer. Um, because I grew up with it, I'm very used to it. 
Um, so I, I found that there was a gap between the two. One, one world couldn't talk to the other and understand each other's language um, where I could. So that was one thing was, okay, well, I know this world. I know how to, how to um, talk to both sides. So I said, well, it would be an advantage if I just had some skills or uh, a degree um, or knowledge of um, engineering. Um, so I could then integrate my two worlds together and be able to speak both languages and interpret. Um, so I thought that was very, I thought that was a, um, kind of a positive way to go or just the right path. Um, but also having, obviously, family who's involved in engineering, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a no-brainer. Um, I considered other degrees. Um, I actually considered a master's in clinical psychology here at OSU and looked into that program and talked to a few people because um, that would have also been um, a nice addition to my already two degrees, um, but just decided that um, technical was the way to go because that's the way um, the world is growing is technology, technology, technology. So, And then you landed the position at Fabersonic. Yes. Uh, I interviewed the CEO, Mark Norfolk, yes. uh, last year. Yep, great and guy. How did your odd background fit into the role there that that, uh, that was posted? Sure. Um, Fabrisonic is a small tech startup company. Um, any small business needs people who can wear multiple hats and juggle multiple things. Uh, it was almost, um, I, I think he got a good catch with me, um, <laughs> having my marketing background, because I needed someone who could brand the company, who could um, get the uh, social media together, who could really say this is truly Fabrisonic and not um, be um, disorganized in that way. Um, and so I was able to bring that together, bring that to the table, as well as I, I do have a technology side and an analytical side. So being able to combine those two and switch from left brain, right brain, left brain, right brain, um, it, it's ideal for small companies to have people who have multiple facets um, to contribute to um, whatever they need to do for that day, whether it's it's sweeping the floor, which I've done, um, aluminum shavings in my hair and all, or you know, talking to um, uh, people, CEOs of companies. Earlier this spring, the National Academy of Engineering presented a report on making value for America. Their workforce recommendations looked at more than STEM training. They're, they quoted, Critical thinking and creativity are as important as technical skills. Creative critical thinkers constantly probe and evolve their own interpretations and ideas. Do you think that gives professionals like you an edge? Oh, yeah. Um, being able to multitask, um, organize my thoughts in a variety of different ways, um, troubleshoot um, everything uh, is ideal. You have to be able to think outside the box. Um, and, and having different personalities in companies is essential as well. You can't all think the same or else you are going to be doing the same thing over and over again without any change. But having that creative side as well as that analytical side um, has been a huge advantage for me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can be social, um, but I can also be introverted. And um, I'm kind of a chameleon. I fit in with whoever I have to for that day. Would you be able to provide a specific example without giving away trade secrets? As far as um, for? Mixing those skills. Oh, man. <laughs> Getting outside your comfort zone. Um, doing things you wouldn't normally put yourself through, but forcing yourself to do it. 
Um, so your 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 brain and your body and everything adapts. That anxiety that you always have, you need to learn how to deal with it. Um, you also need to have do research. Outside of your main job, mm -hmm. you also teach at Columbus State and do freelance design work. Mm -hmm. And you're teaching introduction to engineering classes there, correct? Uh, yeah, and I actually picked up another class this semester, which is engineering graphics. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's very challenging. Um, mentoring is a lot of fun. Um, and these are beginning classes. Um, and having a marketing background um, is extremely helpful. Uh, again, being able to talk to anybody and being able to troubleshoot for different uh, the different ways that people learn. Um, having my mother as a high school math teacher has become very helpful as well. I can call her and say, I, I don't know, I, I'm trying to help this person. You need to adapt the way you teach. And again, this is the troubleshooting. This is the adapting to different personalities and being able to, um, to troubleshoot things um, and problem solve. And it's it's lovely. I, I absolutely love it. I'm going to do it for a long time. And then you also have your side business. Yeah, the side business. Um, that I just, uh, I've been working with a variety of people, and I do a lot of graphic design or marketing design. And I'm very, I try to be very flexible. And apparently people like me because I keep getting contracts, so that's good. And uh, I do that on the weekends and at night when I have time when I'm not teaching. Um, so I'm, I'm a busy lady. You are. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> A uh, July 2nd U.S. News & World Report article highlighted your unusual path, mm -hmm. citing that only 6% of community college students have a bachelor's degree or higher. Have you met others who have pursued advanced degrees and then returned for an associate's in a technical field? Yeah, um, I have. Uh, actually, I had a student last semester who had a business degree like I did, and he went back for, he's going back for the uh, associate degree in mechanical engineering technology. Um, he just he wasn't sure if the business degree was enough, liked it, but wanted to try something else to see, you know, if he could combine the two very much like I did. Um, he was a little bit more right out of school, didn't have a lot of experience, but, um, yeah, I was definitely going for the same kind of thing I did. I also talked to somebody who had a biology degree and was going back for mechanical engineering. Um, and, and so there are people out there who are starting to get it, that I need to have a, a lot of different skills and, and education, different kinds of education, um, to make you stand out from everybody else. Let's say that there is a student in your class and still trying to decide whether or not he or she wants to go down that path and be uh, involved in Manufacturing. What would? Uh, what are some of the misperceptions you've already found that you could counter? I think the first one of the first things a lot of people think of with manufacturing is it's dirty. Um, there are parts of it that are dirty, but there's so much more. I mean, you don't. Uh, yes, you need to get your hands dirty, but that's hands-on. That's how you learn things. But doesn't mean you have to, you know, stay there. There's so many different facets of manufacturing. Whether if you want to go for marketing and manufacturing, it's if you want to do PR, if you want to do lab testing, if you um, want to do administrative, there's so many different facets of manufacturing. I would say people shouldn't be afraid of it. They oh, should embrace it. IT as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
so many different I mean basically in any any business company like even an advertising company you're going to have all these different facets manufacturing is the same way it's just a little di- it's a little different um, and, and but it's what's growing right now you need to get into what's what's hot um, in order to, to make it or get experience in it so you can you know use that and say okay do I want to stay in with this or do I want to go another route um, but I think a lot of people think it's dirty and it's not um, it's exciting and new technology especially with what I work with yeah I get I get grease on my hands sometimes but it, you know it's like um, it's wonderful. I like to be hands-on um, because it, it helps again with using different parts of your brain. Being hands-on is different from the theory of things. Um, you're actually, you know, getting in there. Um, sometimes it's good to think about it, but unless you actually get to play with your hands, and that's the one thing I've noticed, especially with this engineering degree, is hands-on is essential because sometimes you you just feel it and it feels right fitting a screw and trying to find that hole it fits into you have to do that by touch you can't do that by in theory it should be this so um that's why i don't be afraid of it embrace it are you doing a lot of predictive work too and, and using technology to determine what the uh you know applicability would be of a particular approach or process Sure. So um, Fabrisonic, who I work for, that's all that we do. Um, it's all new technology. It's it's testing. It's it's research and development. It's working how how to make the best um, production parts and efficiently. And and it's it's so many different facets. I'm trying a new combination of metals together, or will this work? Who knows? But we're going to try it and test it and see. That's what that's what my life everyday life is like. Um, so yes, <laughs> I'm constantly trying new things. So for those who might not know what ultrasonic additive manufacturing is, can you give a a good definition? Um, Basically, it is um, 3D metal printing, and a lot of people understand metal printing nowadays. Uh, It's it's a way to combine uh, dissimilar metals um, into one solid block of material. and, and keeping their, their properties to use for a variety of aerospace is a big industry, um, uh, just a, a variety of different industries. Sometimes we don't even know. That's part of, of research and development is, is not knowing um, who can use this kind of process. It's, it's just thin layers built up over time to build to one solid part. Um, so that's kind of the best way I can explain it without getting too nitty-gritty. <laughs> yeah, so what, what type of parts? Uh... Um, so um, heat exchangers, which I don't know if a lot of people understand what heat exchangers are, but um, uh, just new materials as well um, for um, uh, protective, uh, for, for think of like a satellite, um, protecting your electronics, being able to clad different kinds of material, put a layering with two different kinds of material for corrosion purposes. Um, so stopping that rust on your car. Um, so, yeah, so those kinds of materials um, and being able for um, different flow paths for machinery, um, it's, it's, it, I think it's limitless and it, we're, just, we're just on the tip of it. I can definitely tell you've you've caught the bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very exciting um, to me because um, we're paving the way for a brand new technology that nobody has done before, and there's lots of failure, and that's the one thing with new technology, you fail a lot, and. I kind of describe it like a golf game. Um, you can have, you know, you can go through 17 holes and you're slicing left and right, and you, your short game is awful. And then you have that that one day where everything is amazing and it makes you come back for more. It's, it can be very frustrating but very rewarding at the same time. So um, I really love it. It's a lot of fun. 
I guess also the other adage, you know, the practice, practice, practice is, yes. comes into play here. Yeah. Well, you, you learn through failure, um, you know, um, and, and you're, you're trying the same things over and over again. And you may adjust one little one little digit or, or one little thing. Um, you may add something and it's a slow process. But like I said, when you reach that, when you get that success, it's like, you know, it's almost like a drug. You're just like, okay, how can we keep on going with this? Um, it's just, it's very exciting. Um, and I'm super, I'm super happy with where I've ended up in life. Not that you're thinking about it right now, mm-hmm. but if you were to project out to where this will take you, where do you think you'll be in five to 10 years? I'm asking you the typical interview question. Sure. Um, besides being CEO of my own company, um, <laughs> I got to have to my ambition here. Um, no, I, I definitely see um, being involved with all parts of the company still, I hope. Um, I think it keeps me on my toes. It's very hard as a company grows to, to be able to do that, whether it's because I have um, marketing and my engineering side. I, I want to keep both of them going. And I find that if you kind of um, stop using one side or the other, you get very rusty with it. Uh, Creativity is like a muscle. The more you use it, the better you get with it. And so I I definitely, um, uh, I want to work with people, um, whether that's management or what, but I also want to be able to understand what those people do. So I'll be getting in the thick of it no matter where it is so I can understand what other people do for their job and be able to either guide or help out however I can. Um, But yeah, I definitely keep moving um, wherever that may be, whether it's up or side or, or wherever, just as long as I'm happy, honestly. Well said. Thank you. I usually ask this question about a company, but I wanted to ask you, what would be the most surprising thing that you've learned about this experience? How much it's helped me deal with working with all different kinds of personalities. Um, Engineers are known for being introverted. So, okay, adapt to that. Um, use different words. Um, ponder it. Think about it. You don't have to come up with an answer right now. Um, but really, yeah, dealing with all different kinds of personalities and teaching has taught me that. How to um, adjust for how somebody learns, um, changing up your approach. Um, but that's not just with school, that's with everything. And, and, and being as accommodating as possible, especially with my own company. Um, how can I help you? Can I you know, do this tonight for you? You have, to, you have to be a little bit of a workaholic too. And unfortunately, that's what I am with three jobs. Um, but I love every single one of them. I have a very hard time giving any of it up. As I said before, you're a very busy person. Hillary, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me.